Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh. Now, back to Real Raw Radio, sponsored by Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Now return to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Caltus Show. 710 on The Mike Caltus Show. It's 102.5 The Bone. Dominic Ferriello, Ask the Dom. We'll be here in the 8 o'clock hour to take your legal calls. You have a question, been in trouble, uh, got a lawyer that may not be doing the right job for you, need some help, Dom is here to help you. You can hear him with us every Tuesday and on his show every Wednesday. Uh, also doing family law now, which I think we need to start getting to the bottom of some paternity cases and some of those things. It's time for Maury to hang it up, time for Mikey to slide in. Sure. That would be my, that would be my dream gig. Oh, yeah. I used to think I'd want to be a TV game show host, but now the truth is I'd want to be... Uh, a TV Maury, like a Maury host. I don't want to host a talk show, but I want to host like a show like Maury's where you just hear people scream at each other and then I got to give them the bad news. Uh, a couple different things. One is a guy uh, direct messaged me the other day, and I think he said it to you as well, Mike. We talked about Derby Lane the other day about the poker room and all that stuff. Right. He said, I believe his daughter works there, and they just got a thing that said by October 15th they have to be vaccinated or they can't work there anymore. Yeah. And I, I wanted to talk to Dom because, you know, we see that happening more and more. And what exactly the deal is, whether people have any legal recourse or it's just like, well, if you want to work there, that's what you have to do. Yeah, they, we, we did kind of bring that up to him a couple of weeks ago, and that's pretty much the case, Calvin. Is yeah. that if, you're, if you work someplace and that place you know, wants you to get vaccinated, if you want to still continue working there, you got to play by their rules because yeah. nobody's forcing you to work there. Right. So, um, you know, that's the deal. And you I, see it happening more and more now, the military. The, the military's yeah. doing it where you can't leave the military, though, right? If you don't want to do it, what do you do? Because... Uh, if you leave the military, do you get di- discharged honorably, or I don't? I don't know. Yeah, that's an I, interesting I, thing. That is a, that is an interesting question. I'm telling you right now, I, I'm I love the conspiracy theories, and I like to hear news and read stuff. And but um, I, I think it, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not judging anyone. I just think that you it, you need to be vaccinated. Now I see all, I see the cases of all these people that are. Um, you know, having it, how we're getting it now and getting the Delta variant are in a lot worse shape that haven't been vaccinated. And I think that that's, like you said, it's we're going to have to keep dealing with this for a long time, whether it be getting booster shots or whatever else we do. Um, you know, and, and you're, if you had it and you beat it, your immune system is stronger than it would be if you got the, uh, the shot. But if you had it, beat it, and got the shot, that's still working in your favor. And yes, I know we don't know the long term. That's what happens when you have a pandemic and you have an emergency. You have to kind of, you have to kind of have to just shoot from the hip. And, uh, I, I'm sticking with, I'm vaccinated so far so good. And that's all I can tell. Like, I'm thinking if I wasn't vaccinated and I did get sick this weekend with whatever I had, would I still be sick? Mm. Or did my body fight it off in those 24 hours? Yeah. So I, I don't know. And, again, we're going to tell you from the start, don't listen to us. We're six idiots who don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just sitting here talking about our own personal experiences. However, remember the woman who emailed me and said <laughs> that if 
that she guaranteed that Joe Biden would never become president, right. that Donald Trump was going to be legally president, and if I was right and she was wrong, she would shave her head on the yes. show. Yes. Then she lost and then disappeared for a while, and then she came back and she said, no, 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 wait. You watch. You watch. Right, right. Double down on it. Still watching. Yeah, March. It was then, Yeah, then disappeared again. Yeah. Then hit me up last night. Mm-hmm. And she s- said, oh, I got to just open it and read it to you because it's, it's great. It's so great, Galvin, because it came with a visual. Mm. She sent me an email out of the blue. And by the way, she's a nice lady. I'm not, uh, she's just a little nuts. She sent me a thing that said, the light is coming. And it is a video that starts with a picture of Donald Trump. Yeah. And the my pillow guy. Oh. oh. And I wrote back, oh, please, that's what you said eight months ago. And then I wrote, did the light equal the the pillow salesman? And then she wrote back, I'm praying for you. And then I laughed even harder. Yeah. By the way, that's what I told you, that she would never go through with it because no. she's crazy. And she's going to continue to say, oh, well, this next time, next time. It's just she's the same as Helium J. Oh, well, no, the, the it's going to be in 2028. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, she just keep a- on going forever. She sent me a video, uh, a TikTok video of Mike Lindell's Cyber Symposium, which is happening on August 10th to the 12th. And this is the thing that uh, is the reason why Mike Lindell can't advertise on Fox News anymore, because they would not acknowledge his Cyber Symposium. And uh, he's crazy, she's crazy, and they're all crazy. And Trump's like, I'll just sit back and watch you crazy people be crazy and see what happens. Um, uh, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that... There isn't any shenanigans going on in, in the politics. All I'm saying is that this woman in particular is nuts, and she didn't want to shave her head, and now she thinks the guy who invented the expensive pillows is going to save the world. Uh, oh! The uh, the other thing you were talking about, you know, taking over for Maury and doing that type of stuff, did you see your wife's favorite and my wife's favorite? And, Dr. Phil? Yeah. We no. both, hey, uh, I'm making house calls. He's got a new show where he oh. goes to the people's house and works out their problems and, mm-hmm. you know. Dude, I wait to the ding dong. Hello, well, hello, are you Michael? I'll be like, listen, Doctor Phil, <laughs> turn your fat ass around and walk down that driveway. Now she has a problem with him, and he's mm-hmm. dating a trans woman, and now she uh, just bought a kid from China, and I'm over here to solve the problem. Yeah, thank you, Doctor Phil. I appreciate it, but you're not coming to my house. I can tell you right that that's a show. That I want to do. Uh, Dr. Phil gets his ass kicked while trying to fix the cotton family. <laughs> By the way, it pops up every once in a while. Have you ever seen the thing about the guy who, remember bum fights? Oh, yeah. yeah bum yeah. fights. Joe. Huh? No, I didn't, no, I didn't do that. Oh, I did, didn't I did something fight? close to that. What did you do? Well, we did uh, the bum fights. show. We the actually, bum show. Yeah, we okay. went around and got homeless right. guys reenact movie scenes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. bum fights, they would have two, handle the truth. two yeah. homeless guys, and they'd give them money. You know, yeah, they fight it out. Yeah. yeah, and they video it and put it up on the website. Well, Dr. Phil had a problem with that. So the guy who did it, the guy who owned bum fights and came up with it, he was going to be on Dr. Phil. You know what he did? Uh-uh. The greatest thing in the world. Came out in a suit that looked like a suit that Dr. Phil would wear, uh-huh. and he had shaved his head, so it just had the horseshoe hair, <laughs> and grew a mustache, and came out and looked like Dr. Phil, and was such a dick to him. It was so great. That's so awesome. great. Yeah, like that's, I mean, if you're going to do bum fights, that's what you should be doing yes. when you go on Dr. Phil. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, it's too funny. Um, well, uh, I was going to tell you something. I can't remember what I was going to say before bum fights. What were we talking about? Crazy lady with the uh, Trump and yeah, well, pillow. that lady's crazy. That's yeah. what we've all figured out. So she's never going to shave her head like no, that. she's never going to shave her head for sure. But whatever. That's uh, surprising. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, remind everybody this Friday we will be out with the band Pipple Tyler at the Gator Club in Sarasota. We go on stage uh, probably around uh, what ten o'clock. 
Is what we usually play? Yeah, get there at 9, 9, 9 to 30. That's know. what I'm doing. I'm getting there early and do it, drinking a couple of Bud Lights before I get there and get nice and <laughs> loose. Whoa. Up. Somebody Some, already had a couple Bud Lights. Somebody tasted <laughs> this brisket during the break. Ooh. Yeah, it's, I can tell you, it's perfect. I, I just touch the top and it just jiggled. It's perfect. Um, all right, time to check in with Galvin. He's got today's news. And now, news with Galvin on the Mike Calta Show. What do we have in news today, Galvin? Today's news is brought to you by Pelt Shoes. Give me a P. Give me... All right. No, really. Yeah. Uh, so I actually have different shoes for different stuff. And, you know, since we're playing at Cater Club on Friday, I have drumming shoes that I got from Pelt. They're Saucony shoes. I, buy, I bought them from Pelt, and I wear them because they're nice and thin, and they work perfect for me. I like that. You got to have shoes for different occasions. If you're going out on a boat, if you're going to the beach, if you're going to a fancy dinner, well, Pelt has you covered. They have all of those. And, of course, whenever you stop into a Pelt's location, make sure you whisper my name, Galvin. Get 10% off your entire order. And uh, Slater pointed out to me, he goes, I didn't know. They put your name right on the uh, on the uh, receipt. I go, oh. yeah, that's right. Yeah, it says right there. It says Galvin. Get I 10% just Bill, off. Bill Galvin. Oh, no, not going to get it for you. Just, just Galvin. So stop into a Pelts location near you for the perfect fit. Pelt shoes, a perfect fit. Uh, the National Hurricane Center is tracking a low-pressure system. It's forecasted to become either a tropical depression or tropical storm Fred as it pushes into the Caribbean with Florida now in the long-term cone of the uncertainty. Uh, on the uh, forecast track, the system is expected to pass over the U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico late today or tonight. Uh, the five-day forecast cone covers South Florida with its center near Florida Keys on Saturday as tropical storm with uh, 45 mile per hour sustained winds and 60 mile per hour gusts. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that. I uh, I don't want. I'm I'm about done with the rain. I like the rain. I like being able to stay inside and I like it being dark outside. Completely opposite of my wife. She hates it. But man, too much of it is going to start to cause a problem for everybody. You know, it's uh, funny. I hear a lot of different stuff. Uh, this hurricane tip brought to you by whoever. And I go, yeah, of course we know. Get water, get batteries. But a lot of people don't. So no. now is the time to get water, get batteries, get yourself a hand crank radio, whatever you need, you know, to be ready for it. So that way it's not, hey, it's hitting tomorrow and you go out, you know, that night and try and get stuff. And you're like, hey, nothing's left on the shelves. There. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really... They they give you so much time and so much warning about it. Uh, you know, we'll tell you all the time. At least have batteries in your radio because if we have to go over to uh, Fox 13's weather center, we'll do that and we'll turn it over to Paul Delegato and the guys so that they can guide you and let you know where to go. But you really should find out where. I don't think I certainly don't think this storm is going to be that. But you should always know oh, where your geez. evacuation routes are. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is I'm not trying to scare everybody. <laughs> right, but just we don't know this do one yet. Time. But yes, yeah. yeah. Don't jinx it and say that. I just don't want the Bucks game rained out on Saturday. Oh. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, that's this Saturday? That is a Saturday. I'm not going to that. First time? game. 7.30? Uh, 7.30, yeah. I can't go to the first game. We talked about it yesterday, the, the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, my son has his first game the same night. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to that either. So it's I, like an 8.30 kickoff. It'll be... 12, 1 o'clock in the morning before you get out of there. Right. So I'm, I'm not going to go to that game. So I did what you said, and I started looking at the market for reselling your tickets. My God, they're going for $900 each. My brother's got two tickets in the upper deck, the f- first row in the upper deck, and he sold them for $500 a piece. Yo, they're, nice. they're in the lower section, they're going for eight nine hundred dollars yeah, each. Double yeah. that, yeah. Which would and is that through? <laughs> is that through the NFL? Uh, do well, you do it that way, or do you do it to one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You have to be like you. T- 
Ticketmaster has a version of StubHub, so right. you can offer it up through that. But it basically, the, that one game, that Dallas game, basically paid for his entire yeah. <laughs> season ticket package. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's great. Uh, so, uh, what position is your uh, son playing this year, Mike? Defensive end so oh, far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was like... Doesn't want to be tight end? They don't run a tight end for Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, which is really weird because he's got good hands and he's tall. I, yeah, I, I think he, eventually he right. will play tight end. I've learned you don't really get a choice. No, yeah. <laughs> so he started out as a receiver, yeah. and they said to him, look, you're okay, but there's a guy playing receiver right now that you're never going to be. He's a senior, and he's so he's just uh, he's playing. But he's I don't know. I haven't seen him play defense so other than a couple practices. So I'm really looking forward to watching the game. Well, I told you they're sticking my son at center, and he's very nervous about that. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> he's Plug nervous he's got to touch the ball like every time. Yeah, you know, well, you know yeah, he'll be fine. He throws it twice, he'll be like, I got it. Yep, yep. So my brother Tim played center, and he was like 80 pounds, 6'1", or something like that. I mean, it was yeah. ridiculous, and wound up uh, kind of getting hurt, you know, and the coach was like, hey, get in the gym, start lifting weights, and then he became a bodybuilder. <laughs> you know, totally, totally changed. He was like, yeah, I like doing weights instead of football. I just told Joey, I'm like, I don't know anything about football. I can't give you any inside tutelage to help That's you. I, I said, all I know is that you're you're this guy, and this guy's going to throw the ball second before he throws that ball. <laughs> like my mother used to tell me, I wasn't. Very, I know this is going to come as a huge surprise to you guys, but I wasn't a very fast runner as a child. And my mother would go, well, if you hit home runs every time, then you don't yeah. have to worry about it. Don't have to so run. I did. Tried to hit home runs every time. Uh, well, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, high school football is fun. The field, they just redid the whole field. It looks like a professional field now. So uh, You should tell be- him, say, listen, I don't know a lot about football, and then grab the front of his helmet and go, but you're a psycho killer, and you got to get <laughs> and just start shaking him. You want to eat at home? You better sack that quarterback. Yeah. Oh, I used to tell him that when he was in Little League when he was like six. I go, hey, if you want to live with mom and dad, you better hit home run. <laughs> um, no Always works, yeah. Always uh, works. The other thing is I was thinking about just now, I went and said you know, hi to him because he's getting ready to go to his first day of school, first day of his sophomore year. And I feel like my first day of sophomore year was just a couple of years ago. Yeah, right. Like, right. Didn't it seem like it, it was like I, I was when I had my first real girlfriend. And, yeah. So my son is the same. It's the same grade. And yeah. I was just texting my wife, and he just left to go to school. And she goes, he only has two more first days of school. Oh, that, oh <laughs> you're gonna make me throw up. Yeah. The other day, I was pulling out of the driveway, and my neighbors, they have kids in college, and they had uh, a U-Haul moving truck was there. And they were loading all his stuff. Oh. I almost cried. Yeah. I don't even know the kid. I met him like two times. But I started just thinking about my kid. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle that. Mm. Usually I'm like, well, the kid's gone. At least we get to make a gym in the house. You know, right. room. I was like, no, I don't. I don't. This is bothering You've me. You've got now. empty nest and it didn't even happen yet. Good. Uh, in a move that escalated Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' fight over mask mandates, the governor's office said that the State Board of Education could move to withhold the salaries of superintendents and school board members who disregarded the governor's executive order that effective, uh, effectively prohibits mask mandates in school districts. Last month, DeSantis issued an executive order requiring that the state's health and education departments to create rules based on parents' rights to make the health care decisions for the children's uh, children who are students. Several lawsuits have since been filed challenging the constitutionally uh, constitutionality of the executive order. Several school districts are considering mask mandates, and a few have said masks will be required with some opt-out exceptions. A statement for the gov- governor's office on Monday says the State Board of Education, quote, could move to withhold the salary of the district superintendent or school board members. Yeah, I mean, you can't, if, it's, if that's the rule of the state, you can't just go and change that on a, uh, you know from a superintendent level however the the way around it is the is the opt out I mean, right you say you got it here's your mandatory thing also you can opt out of it so it's 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 appeasing both sides and neither are going to be effective so 
It's a waste. Uh, after successfully coaching the Tampa Bay Lightning to back-to-back Stanley Cups, head coach John Cooper has been tapped to helm the Canadians' men's Olympic hockey team. According to a release, if the NHL players participate in the 2022 Olympic Winter Games in Beijing, China, uh, Canada Hockey Canada has put together a full coaching staff with uh, John as the uh, head coach. Now, do you have any other hockey news today? Uh, no. Okay, I just didn't want to step on anything. So I saw that... Uh, the Lightning signed Ross Colton to a two-year deal, which is great. Yeah, I saw that. Was that a typo, or is that as much as he's getting? Uh, so I'm saying two years, $1.25 million, they, they robbed him. Right. I mean, unless it's loaded with bonuses and incentives. I mean, like, that kid's a that kid's a superstar. And, I mean, I would have took a one-year deal for $1.25. Right, If yeah. I were him, and I would have said, okay, I'll rape you guys next year uh, on, on the price. But it seems like they just completely stole him, that they got him. I don't. Know. I thought that was. I don't know how they. Pulled yeah, it I thought off. it was like, a typo. Yeah. There's got to be bonuses and stuff built in. I know, but I mean, even that. I mean, he's at least worth a million dollars a year. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's that's nothing. He's making a that's a minor league salary. I I don't know. I didn't understand that either. That's what I wanted to point out. What two years? One point two five million does not seem right at all. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you talk about different stuff that you have hidden. You open up a guitar case and you got an autographed guitar by somebody, or you look through this and you're like, oh, there's a bunch of baseballs. <laughs> yeah, not stuff. necessarily hidden. <laughs> well, not hidden, but finding like, yeah, hidden treasures. You know, it's in your garage or wherever. But, you know, a lot of people, whenever they're moving, they're throwing stuff out and doing different things. Well, an Ohio family got some good news when the waste management workers found a bag with $25,000 in cash inside of it that they had accidentally threw in the trash. Uh, Here is uh, the supervisor of the uh, 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 waste services talking about the situation. It turned out to be $25,000. They were cleaning out their house, and they cleaned out the refrigerator, threw all the garbage, grabbed all the freezer stuff, put it in a bag, and then the grandma's like, hey, there's an envelope with $25,000 in there. Don't lose that. Couldn't believe it. It took 10 minutes, and I actually, I seen it. I said, man, that looks just like that. Keeping the whole cold, hard cash in the freezer. Woo. Must be nice. Twenty-five grand. You know, that, that's another thing. It, how much money do you have to have that you just forget about twenty-five grand? <laughs> A good amount, especially yeah. if it's just cash at your house. But also, they didn't really forget about it. They were cleaning it out, and Granny was like, hey, I got an envelope with 25000 cash yeah. in there. Make sure you don't throw that out. And apparently they already had, so. But they got it back, so good for that. But also, why wouldn't you grab it if you knew you had it? Yeah, who like, knows? Like, why just leave it in there? Gam Gam doesn't know what the hell she's doing. <laughs> uh, so listen to this story. This is one of those where you're like, what? This is crazy. Uh, Shane Goldsby, he's 26 years old, had 24 years added onto his existing sentence on Tuesday for the second-degree murder of his cellmate, who is 70-year-old Robert Munger, okay? Although Goldsby pleaded guilty, he claims the situation was purposely set up by the guards. A Washington State Patrol investigation found that the staff had no idea about the connection between the two. According to court documents, a convicted rapist which was Munger, died after Goldsby hit him in the face, head about 14 times, stomped on his head at least four times, kicked him a couple times, uh, and, uh, you know, basically killed the guy. Right. Uh, Munger had been serving. This is the guy who got killed. Munger had been serving 43 years uh, for conviction of child rape, child molestation, and possession of child pornography. Two good guys together. One of those victims was Goldby's little sister, oh. who was still a minor. Oh. Yeah, you can't do the that. The guards put them in the same cell. Uh, Goldsby says, I was in shock. 
I was like, what the hell? Uh, this stuff doesn't, doesn't happen. You're talking about the same institution, the same unit, the same pod, the same cell as this dude. He said, that's like hitting the jackpot in the casino seven times. Yeah. He goes, you put me in the same cell as this dude. I feel set up. I'm the victim. Goldsby said as he tried to alert guards uh, to the situation, he was sent back to his cell. He even pressed the incident button inside the cell. But nobody ever came. So he wound up murdering this guy. Uh, yeah, that's Goldsby, a- Goldsby now faces uh, first-degree murder charges as part of his plea deal was downgraded to second degree. That's not oh. an accident. No, yeah. yeah. That's not an accident. No, not at all. That's so crazy. But, so what did the guy do to piss off the guards for them to put him in that cell? Yeah, who right. knows? You Something. Know. Yeah, or somebody wanted that guy dead, and they were like, put him with the guy who raped his sister. Right, because yeah. we oh, know yeah. he'll take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. But that, you know that guy had to been like, wait a second. You're putting him in here? Yeah. <laughs> okay. See you later. Let me let me just tell you that um, that is absolutely the case. I don't know if my father's up because my father uh, was a prison guard for so many years. I'd love to ask him. but um, I, And I know he won't talk about this, but my, I know my dad now. My dad's been out of the game since he moved here in the 90s or 1991 or 92. Um, and my dad still has pull with people like moving people in cells and stuff mm. that don't mean illegally but like if he's got a a friend or somebody needs to do a favor he can make a phone call and get somebody taken out of a cell or putting in protective custody so um you know with my dad being able to do that now you know people who are actively in it they can they sure. can do whatever they need to get done yeah. that's insane uh, this is another crazy story. Maurice Sill sat on a bench in the woods of his retirement community home one summer in 2019 enjoying nature when the 94-year-old retired college professor's grandson called 911 and reported that Sill had collapsed from a sudden me- medical episode. Police and paramedics responded and found Sill dead. His death was found to be from natural causes. His five children, 16 grandchildren, and 20 great-great-grandchildren mourned his death. Then a video surfaced. On July 26, more than two years and uh, 2,200 miles across the country. Did Jason Lee pull this video from the the hunting camps? Is this that Will Smith movie? (laughs) What was that movie where... where, uh where they killed oh, a politician, yeah. and then Jason Lee had a, a nature camera set up. The yeah, yeah. Well, Enemy of the state. Yeah. Enemy of the state. Yeah. No. Sill's grandson walked into the Beverly Hills Police Department and confessed not only to <gasps> killing his grandfather, but also recording the homicide on his iPad and let it, later sending the video to all of his family members. Oh. Yeah. Phil, Sill was, uh, he was charged with uh, convicted of killing his uh, grandfather. Why? He, was there a motive? Crazy walked in there and killed the guy. I mean, killed the guy. And then, you know, two years later goes in and says, yeah, I killed him. It's all in there. Yeah. Oh, man. Like that creep that, uh, that admitted that he killed the lady on the documentary. Oh, man. That oh, was yeah. wild, too. He, he took the stand yesterday. Uh, Durst. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not Fred. Fred. Yeah, yeah. he, uh, he <laughs> Robert Durst. Stand, Robert Durst in that in that trial where he basically confessed to killing his friend. Yeah, the That's jinx weird. they had on HBO where this guy it was so weird because he got off with killing another person and sawing him up and doing stuff, and he dressed up as a lady, and then they wound up. Uh, I forgot about that. They wound up arresting him for shoplifting a sandwich. Meanwhile, the guy's worth millions and millions yeah. of do- dollars. Their uh, their family owns like a lot of New York and stuff, oh. uh, but then he. Uh, Almost at the end of the thing, he goes into the bathroom after they confronted him with something. He goes into the bathroom. Well, he's still mic'd up, and he's saying to himself, 
I did it. I killed them all. Mm-hmm. They know. Now they know. I killed them all. And he's saying it, uh, and you all you hear is the audio, and they're like, uh, we got you, bro. Yeah. That's, <laughs> can you imagine being a PA on that? Ugh. Just running inside and be like, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, I got a hot or not for you guys. Not. A, <laughs> a woman in Florida took a car out to test drive it and then drove off with it. She was arrested a few days later with her hair a different color. The police think that she dyed her hair to avoid being caught. Uh, we have a picture of her. They don't give a lot of details. It's a Florida woman test driving a car, dyed her hair. Uh, what do you think, hot or not? I'm going to say if she had to steal a car and she probably went and got box dye at Publix, mm-hmm. not hot. Not hot. All yeah. right. Gio, what do you think? Does it mention what kind of car? No. Okay. I'm going to say she's hot. Hot? Spanish? I, too, vote hot. Really? Carmen? Oh, yeah. Not hot. Not hot. Mikey and Carmen say not hot. Gio and Spanish say hot. Pat, Pat, please show the picture. Mm-hmm. Not hot. Oh, boy. oh no. Yeah. no. What are you saying? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I got to be honest. For an older lady, her face isn't so bad, but her body's horrendous. Yeah, like packing together more. makes her not hot. Ugh. Not hot at all. That's not bad. If she cleaned up a little bit. She's got, a, I mean, she's know. got potential. Like, if I met her at Daiquiri Shack after a Greg Billings band show and I'd be drinking a little bit, I'd make sweet love to her. <laughs> oh, my doesn't mean God. She, doesn't yeah. mean she's hot, though. Ugh. Yeah. Do not go to Billings shows and get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it that way. Oh, she Jeez. had a nice car. Uh, 55-year-old guy in the Pittsburgh area stumbled into a kid's birthday party that he was not invited to uh, <laughs> while under the influence of Xanax and meth. He also had 38 bags of heroin on him. Yeah, wow. Uh, it sounds like he Kids was, want a party? <laughs> sounds like he was caught before he caused too many problems. <laughs> They're like, uh, I don't think you're invited to this. Don't forget you, your goodie bag, kids. Yeah. If you have a kid and you're having a party, you're always on the alert for the guy that you don't know just walking around. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, so today is two different national days, and I think they uh, pair pretty well. Today is National Lazy Day. And National S'mores Day. Well, I oh. celebrate one of those every day. S'mores? No. Nope. Lazy? <laughs> Lazy. Uh, well, those are good. I don't like s'mores, to be honest with you. Very overrated, I yeah. think. It's fun to make. Fun to do all that stuff together, nice I, and gooey, but they taste always like yeah. crap. Yeah, but I like... always fall apart, like the graham cracker does. If you have, like, uh, s'mores cookies or s'mores flavor stuff, I think those are better than the actual s'mores. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, not a fan. I like to... I like to pretend the kids are out there cooking stuff on sticks. That's really basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We had talked about the uh, French Olympic marathoner who went by the row of water, yeah. knocked them all down, and then grabbed the very last one. He now says he did not knock over those water bottles on purpose. What was he doing? He's lying. Is what he's yeah. doing. Come on, is he a hundred percent not? He's just patting him down. Yeah, yeah. He like just... you do five, and then you realize like you're not able to grab it, so you lift your hand up. Yeah. So you stop doing it. Yeah. Stop knocking everything over. Right. Let someone hand one to you, and you don't just grab the last one by chance. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, so Domino's just launched a new promo called Surprise Freeze. Uh, where they're adding free food to random orders for the next few months. Things like cheesy bread, desserts, extra pizza. It's supposed to be a uh, a dig on delivery apps like DoorDash that tack on surprise fees. So they're doing surprise Uh, freeze. Yeah. yeah, And you uh, don't have to do anything special. Just order through the website or app and uh, hope that you get lucky. They say your chances of scoring free food are 1 in 14. Glory days are the same thing except the opposite. Yeah. (laughs) Surprise. Keep. 
Surprise, keep. So this is some audio from the Colorado Colorado Rockies uh, baseball game from the other day. I don't know if you guys have heard this yet or not, but take a listen to this and tell me what this guy is screaming. Now, what is he screaming uh, there? <laughs> I'm going to need to hear that again. Bob. Okay. I mean, I, I know what I think he's screaming. What do you think he's screaming? Uh, the N-word. Yeah? Anybody else? Play it one more time because I know he's not saying that. Let me try and figure out what he's actually saying. I mean, maybe saying. he is. You don't know. Oh, well, then maybe I should. Oh, season ticket. N- no. <laughs> no, that's what that's ACDC. <laughs> beer here. You think beer, beer here? Oh, beer here. Beer her. <laughs> he's yelling, never, never. I'll play for you one more time. All right. Take a listen. I'm going to go with the N-word on that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can tell you that uh, the Rockies thought the same thing, Mike, and they came out and fully condemned uh, that guy and actually found out who he was. He's a season ticket holder. And when they talked to him, Lewis Brinson uh, said, nope, that's not what I was saying. I was yelling to get the attention of the team's mascot, Dinger. Dinger? Dinger. Now listen to it and tell me what you think he's saying. Which you can actually see video. You can see the mascot over there, and he's waving. He has his head turned away from the game, looking at the guy, looking at the mascot, yeah. and he's yelling "dinger." Yeah. At least that's what yeah. he says. But well, they, I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense, and it sounds like you know. It depends on what you hear. And also, that's not something you just yell, and no one around you like doesn't do anything. Yeah, I feel like take a listen. I mean, he's literally looking over at the mascot yeah. and waving to yeah. him and stuff, not even paying attention to the game and stuff. But it's funny that the Rockies came out and condemned it, of course, before they even knew what the hell was going well, on. Well, I mean, God, if you can't, I mean, I don't, I didn't know they had a dinger. I might have been able to figure that out if I knew, right? Uh, but I mean, if you know, if you're the Colorado Rockies, you should probably be like, "Oh, it sounds like he's saying dinger." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All I know is it's a good thing Chris Dingman doesn't play for us anymore. <laughs> been dealing with this a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Quentin, you, Tar- you know, you know what I meant—the ECDC thing. No, play um, um, Highway to Hell. Can you oh, do that? oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't, it, I didn't get what you were saying. So many people, I always just assume that that first line is uh, is using the N word. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, move it up. Maybe he's singing a dinger. <laughs> he's not, by the way. Sounds pretty harsh when you're yeah. thinking of the N-word. Yeah. Um, There's yeah. also a line in there that I always thought he was saying, uh, hey, now, Satan, hey, now, Jews. But he actually <laughs> yeah. he says, hey, now, Satan paid my dues. Right, right. Is what it is. But, yeah, yeah he, sometimes hard to understand, Brian. <laughs> uh, so Quentin Tarantino doesn't give his mother any money because when he was a kid, she mocked him for trying to be a screenwriter. <laughs> Good. <laughs> he says, quote, there are consequences for your words as you deal with your children. So she made fun of him for being a screenwriter. He said, I became a multimillionaire because of it, and now she doesn't get any money. I fully stand behind that. I mean, I, and I'm not even angry. My mother was, 
super supportive of anything that I wanted to do. So yeah, it's not, you know, I'm a, I don't even mean this from a personal point of view, but good for him, man. Uh, I think he should hold out. Why he doesn't know her or anything now, especially if she wasn't supporting him back in the day. Yeah, one, you should be supportive of your kids no matter what. You should also be supportive of your kids because they may become super famous millionaires, and then you get a yeah. But also yeah. make fun of them a little bit so they don't just you know think they're the best. Oh no, you can be honest with them and you know try and work with them. Don't you know? But don't be like, hey, I want to be a uh, whatever professional basketball player. You're an idiot. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, don't say that. But also, if you can go out there and school them, you got to teach them how to lose. Mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino had such a love for movies that he worked in a video store, and he uh, was just obsessed with it from a young age. If you see a kid with a with a passion for anything like that, yeah, you should jump all over and help develop him do it. Help him yeah. in the classes and different stuff. You it know, doesn't have to be something that you like. Yeah, uh, you know. And, and my whole thing was, especially getting the radio, I was like. I don't know, it's so hard. And then I thought, well, some people have to make it. Why shouldn't it be me? Right. You know? And, um, oh, my mother was very supportive of that stuff. My mother may be supportive to a fault because I could have been like, you know, I think I want to be a movie director. And she'd be like, well, you'll be the next Steven Spielberg. You know, like she was very much, she never was like, well, it's a tough thing. that She was like, she just always believed that I would be successful. Yeah. My stepfather told me I was a loser and I was never going to oh. announce a damn thing in life. Well, sometimes they're right too, Gio. Yeah, you know. Uh. He's partially right. Yeah. <laughs> and now you don't give him any money, right? <laughs> I, You know, I wonder what, what... You say he's partially right. Do you really feel that way? Like, I, I wonder what people think. Like, I have... I have Happiness has always been my goal for whether or not I'm, I'm successful. It's not about money. It's about whether or not you're happy. You know, right. money helps me happy though. Yeah, you know, for sure. But yeah. I was happy when I lived with Pete. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it sucked that we didn't have uh, two nickels to rub together. But man, we had the best life. We had the most fun ever. So I've been happy for a long time. That's a that's the thing I was thinking about the other day. What really defines you? When do you when do you feel personally like you've been like you're a success? You know, and yeah, me, it's- I, I gotta be honest with you. I've skated away so far this entire time without having a real job. That makes me yeah. very happy. You're going to be 50 years old, yeah. and you never had a real job, like outside of bartending and, and that stuff. Right, and you, that was fun. Like, that's a fun job, right. you know, but I played drums, I bartend, you know, did that, whatever, then got into radio, and have been doing this for 20 years. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I wanted to be in a band. I didn't play an instrument. Now I have a band that's been successful for 11 years. Right. You can just do whatever you want to do if you really want to do it. Yeah. And, that, and, and you don't have to... You know, when I, I, we did Pipple Tyler, I'm not like, one day we'll sell out Wembley. I was like, no, but maybe we'll play the Gator Club. You know what I mean? Those are You know what's so funny dreams. is uh, Spice Boy, one night, whenever he was in here, he said, uh, he goes, yeah, I, wish I, I always wish I played guitar. And I go, start now. Yeah. I go, because three years from now, you'll go, I wish I would have played guitar. But three years from now, if you would start now, you could have a band. And you'd be yeah. playing when it's out. And that was probably, what, 10 years ago right. now or however <laughs> long? He could be, like right be shredding. Yeah, yep. he could be doing all kind of stuff. If you want to do something, do it. Because it, other, you're just talking about it is never going to get anything done. My son, uh, who, I mean, obviously I'm kind of partial because he's my son, but is is beautiful, but because he looks 99% like my wife. Like, he's got none of my ugliness made it into his face. And uh, <laughs> and he's, you know, he's tall and he's, he's just a good good kid. He's got long hair and stuff. And the other day, I was playing acoustic guitar in the uh, in the living room. I was just playing a little t- chord progression, and uh, which I'm terrible at, but I could just do like like three chords. And he comes over and he's staring at me, and he's like, "What?" He goes, "I want to learn how to do that." And I go, "Just that?" He goes, "Yep. I just want to know how to pick up a guitar and do that." So I showed him, 
I gave him the guitar, and he was like, dee, 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 and I was like, that's it. all you need. Yep, you walk yep. into any party, you pick up that guitar, and you just do that, and they'll be it, and they just flock to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how it was for Pete. Whenever we'd go somewhere, there would be a guitar. Pete would pick it up, and <laughs> it's all you do is play La Bamba. The entire <laughs> yeah. party would come over to him. And now you can just pull up YouTube and learn to play the guitar. Oh yeah, yeah. you don't even need to know anybody or get a teacher. Yeah. And you just pull up the internet. Geo, it. it is unbelievable how much stuff you can learn on YouTube. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I still can't learn where to where to spray that flex seal though. Oh. I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna spray my car and I'm gonna seal it closed. Today. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm stuck in my car. No. <laughs> it dried while I was in it. Uh, so, Machine Gun Kelly announced the title of his upcoming album with a new tattoo which he matched with Travis Barker. So Travis Barker and Machine Gun Kelly have the same tattoo. We have a picture Queers. up on Bone TV. <laughs> yeah. Who, who would do that? Uh, uh, tattoo. Same tattoo as somebody else. What is a tattoo? I, didn't, I couldn't even see uh, the words. Born with horns, I guess. Yeah. Ooh. There's a word there. Uh, How cute. Machine Gun Kelly, is, I don't think he knows what's going on. Machine what do you, gun, mean? you mean Machine Gun Cobain? Yeah, yeah right? He looks like, just like Kurt Cobain now. Uh, it's yeah. weird. I uh, Machine Gun Kelly bangs Megan Fox. I think he knows what's going on. No, I know, but I'm saying like <laughs> he he's always changing his look and his music. and That's the way to stay relevant, man. Yeah, yeah. Even though I, like that. I saw a picture of them, and he's like sleeping, and she's just, you know, gorgeous, obviously. And they're like, I think she's sucking the life out of him <laughs> yeah, herself. True. Uh, she's I, probably sucking something else. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to uh, Two Bears, One Cave yesterday. Yeah. And Segura was talking about um, going to the UFC fight, the one that Donald Trump was at. Right. And I fell asleep while listening to it, but I was still listening. And I don't remember. I got to go listen again because I remember he was talking about Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox and seeing them at the after party. And I remember laughing in my dream. <laughs> I don't remember what the story was, but I remember laughing at it in my dream. That much, he It was him and Dave Chappelle uh, went out to do – who it was Chappelle and Rogan. Did Rogan, comedy. yeah. And then they went over to the UFC fight. That's a pretty good. That's no a pretty kidding. Good deal, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty, he's on the right. Do you get, the right group? Do you think you get like uh, extra access and stuff if you're with Joe Rogan? <laughs> so he, it's funny because he talks about that. He said at one point during the fight he had to go pee, and he he goes, "I was sitting right behind Rogan, which were the best seats that I ever had." And, and then he said, "I had to go pee," and when I went to go pee, I went to go make a right to the bathroom. And then he goes, and the security guy stopped me, and I showed him my pass. And he was like, yeah, you can't come this way. And he was like, that's really weird because I got this pass from Rogan and I could usually go wherever I want to go. And he goes, I was just trying to go to the bathroom. He's like, then I turned the corner and I saw 50 Las Vegas PD and I realized, with a bomb dog. And he realized, oh, Trump's here. And that was that was a problem. Why he oh, I got you, yeah. yeah but, um, uh, yeah, it's great because he posted pictures of Trump where we were sitting next to him and stuff. And that was a good, there were a lot, that was the McGregor fight. There were a lot of, uh, a lot of celebrities there for that one. Yeah. And uh, I, I have to tell you, I'm, I love Segura, and uh, he's been great. He's been nice enough to come on the show and all that. And I just feel awful for all the times we were we were pretending not to like him, <laughs> and, and him just to make Bert mad. Yeah, uh, because I really feel like we missed out on it. And when you called him to ask if you could see his wife's boobs, well, that was before we before we knew, even anything, knew yeah. Bert. Yeah, yeah. yeah but the first time April Macy ever came in the studio was she was doing a show with uh, April and Christina Pazitsky. And um, they they came in, and Christina had really nice boobs, and I asked her if we could see them, 
And she was like, I would show them to you, but I'd have to ask my husband first. And I go, what does your husband do? She goes, oh, he's a comic. I go, who is he? And she's like, Tom Segura. And I'm like, I've never heard of him. Just show him. He doesn't care. <laughs> and then we called him. Right. And he was really cool, but he was like, yeah, no, don't do that. And he's like, <laughs> he was pretty much like, not for these douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was he was really good. I wish we should, we should find that because I bet you he doesn't even remember that. Oh, yeah. That was a long time ago. That really was. That was that was when we were doing afternoons. Uh, speaking of great tickets for UFC, you remember when we went and saw uh, Brock Lesnar versus uh, Randy Couture? Which is pretty much where we sat, right behind Rogan. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, was, it was uh, unbelievable. That was all but light man there was a few moments where i said should i just jump try and jump in the octagon <laughs> we were so close galvin sent me a picture the other day i sent him a picture of me and him and his brother from that fight and he sent me back a picture of him and a very young and skinny dana white what was oh, that yeah. when you went for your brother's bachelor party we went for my brother's bachelor party and a friend of ours uh brandon uh, brandon uh he was doing security down at the hollywood uh hard rock uh, and he would do UFC fights and stuff. So he knew a guy named Bert that was like the guy who was in charge of all the fighters. Like he would make sure they'd get to the ring, make sure that they did this stuff. So when we were out there, we went to the uh, uh, weigh-ins and stuff, and he saw us, and he was like, hey, come back here. And Brandon was like, hey, I got a bachelor party. There's like you know 10 or 12 of us and stuff. And he goes, yeah, come on back. Went behind the curtain. Brock Lesnar, Dana White, Frank Mir, uh, Keith Jardine, uh, like all these different fighters are back there, and we just got to meet them all. Dana White could not have been nicer to us. Yeah. He's like, oh, cool, bachelor party. You guys here for the fights? And yeah, and blah, 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 and just talking to us, and it was super nice. It was unbelievable. That's the way, that's the way you should be because you remember that stuff Oh, I told uh, him that. Forever. I told him that. I it go, a- thank you, because you don't have to be this nice. I go, yeah. that was really cool of you. There was a... Um- a guy who used to be, when 98 Rock first came on in Tampa, and I know a lot of people remember this, 98 Rock was the first station that, every, you know, YNF was here and they were playing classic rock and they were they were just killing it and they had Ron and Ron on in the morning. And then during the hairband stuff, 98 Rock came out and they were playing hairband, which was the most popular music at the time. But they had a program director named Greg Mull, and, uh, who I never worked for and never knew. But Greg um, brought in local bands brought in bleeding hearts brought in uh stranger brought in uh uncle sally and and bands that were local good really good rock bands and would put their music in rotation no station in the country was doing that we had a, a music scene that was growing here in tampa bay and he embraced that he he would uh put local bands on shows and they would support the, the Rocket Club and these other clubs. I mean, I remember Scott Ledger doing uh, the like five o'clock song of the day or whatever it was, and it would be a Bleeding Heart song as opposed to like a Bon Jovi song or a Skid Row song or something in 1990. And uh, it was huge. Nobody else ever done that. And one of the biggest things I remember was uh, Moose had a 98 Rock license plate on his car, and the license plate over the years had gotten faded by the sun. And he went to the mall, and when he came out in his windshield was a license plate and a note, and it said. I noticed you might need a new license plate. Thanks for listening. With a business card, Greg Mole, program director of 90 Rock. That lasts forever with somebody. Sure. I, yeah. you, you see a guy that is so proud of where he works and what he has done that he goes out of his way to thank you for listening and be a part of it and give you a new license plate. That spreads like like wildfire. And I and I think that Dana White thing, you know, how many how many guys were you? Ten guys? Ten guys went back and told ten guys each. Oh, yeah. And that's just how, that's just how it goes. Do you know how long ago that fight was? The um, it was UFC ninety one. Yeah, I'm so we're at on it. what two fifty six or two sixty? Yeah, it was thirteen years ago. Wow, November fifteenth, two thousand eight. You're getting old, man. Yeah, I just can't believe you're older than me. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, it's amazing. We've done a lot of stuff in the last uh, 10 years. Like, I start thinking I'm going to be 50 now. I could die at 25. That's only 25 years. I, mean, I could die anytime, but 25 years from now, that goes quick. But then you stop and you think of all the things that happened in the last 20 years. It's yeah, all yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so Jackass co-creator Bam Margera is suing Johnny Knoxville, Paramount Pictures, MTV, and others over his firing from the franchise's upcoming movie. Seeking millions of dollars in damages, the 39-page complaint filed Monday in Los Angeles Superior Court cites defendants' inhumane, abusive, discriminatory treatment of the uh, plaintiff, Margera, and for the wrongful termination of him from the Jackass franchise he created. The suit says that in uh, March 2020, Paramount signed Margera for the uh, fourth Jackass film, now titled uh, Jackass Forever. They conditioned Margera's participation and uh, compensation on his adherence to a wellness agreement that uh, obligated him to complete multiple daily drug tests. The suit claims that, quote, while Margera was in rehabilitation uh, facility in 2019, Spike Jones and Knoxville accosted him and coerced him into signing the Dracarian, uh, Draconian uh, agreement. You, you know what, though? That's I, you know who the criminal is here? The lawyer that's taking that case. Yeah. Because uh, Bam is clearly an addict. He was having problems. He's having delusions. And he's got an agreement that says he has to be sober, and he's not sober. And if he's not taking the test, it's a black-and-white contract. He, what happens is, is that... Uh, this guy's just going to take Bam's money, and then they're going to go, yeah, no, sorry, you lost. Yeah, but you never know. They may go, yeah, he's suing for $12 million. Uh, just, I don't know, give him a million. I don't I don't think, yeah, I get it. It's a million dollars, but I don't think he'd be happy with that because he doesn't really, he's not for the money. He's because he's losing the one thing that he has going for him. Yeah. Is, you know, he feels like that this is his baby, and, and he's gotten kicked out of it. This is uh, probably his last big payday, too. Yeah. Like, for a lot of those guys, I think. I, you know what, though? The success of this movie, if this movie comes out and has the success that the first one had, because you're going to a whole new generation of, of people that uh, don't know Jackass yeah. or maybe have seen the movies before, and this could be a good jump off for them to start something else, you know? I mean, and also... You got Viva La Bam out of the, out of the movies. Yeah. Also, you look at a guy like Johnny Knoxville that made a career out of this and did all this, did different things in, uh, you know, different movies and everything. He now could easily produce or pitch things. Like, Johnny Knoxville is getting into most rooms. You know, if, hey, Johnny Knoxville has an idea, people will yeah. be like, oh, let's hear it, you know? The guy's made money a ton of times before, so let's see what he's thinking about. Whether it's good or bad, he's at least getting in the room to be able to pitch stuff. Well, I mean, Bam is, out of out of that show, he's probably the most popular next to John Knoxville as far as success. Well, yeah, Steve-O. Well, yeah, yeah. Steve-O's probably... A- maybe a close second or third, but Bam had multiple spinoff TV shows, you know. And he was part of the original CKY group. Yeah, which, you right. Know, which but, came before Jackass, yeah. and a lot of the original Jackass stuff was, was from Bam Margera's yeah. idea. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, that uh, that uh, magazine Big Brother that they had in that documentary that I watched, I forget what it was called, Dumb or something like that, but uh, yeah. they show Bam, he's like, 13 years old, and he's yeah. like, hey, guys, can I come skate? Can I do yeah. it? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he was trying to get in there at an early age. Like, a lot of people say that Johnny Knoxville got the idea from right. watching Bam Margera's videos. Well, they also they also had that uh, group that was out of Germany or something that right, they, yeah, right. they ended up working with that they also say that they stole a lot of ideas from. Because those other guys in Jackass don't have Ferrari, didn't have Lamborghinis and a big giant house and all the stuff that Bam Margera had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but Bam worked his deal. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he had, a, he had a better plan for after Jackass. Yeah. I'm just saying he's the most popular outside of Johnny Knoxville. And probably. he was, you know, not that they were making millions of dollars back then, but maybe they were doing pretty decent. He was a pro skater. 
Yeah. Who's an actual yeah. pro skater. So. I, I loved Viva La Bam was one of my oh. favorite shows ever. I thought the I loved the you know I was younger when it came out, but I loved the whole stuff with him and Phil. I loved the stuff that they would do to the house. Don Vito, oh, Don, Don Vito. Don, yeah, I knew a lot of it. <laughs> I knew a lot of it was contrived too, but it was just a fun show to watch, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I feel bad for him, but n- I mean nobody could say they didn't see this coming. I mean, right. those guys yeah. were all at one point. You have to grow up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in some music news, the Eagles announced a new show in Seattle on November fifth where fans will have to show proof of vaccination. Yeah, those old bitches don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. High risk. Yeah, yeah. They're, all, they're high risk. And, um, you know, what's his name? I don't want to get anybody else's disease if I don't come getting a vaccine. <laughs> That's by Joe Walsh, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Walsh. Great. Wow. Wow. I be after <laughs> It was Joe Walsh or Stephen or, Adler. Or that guy, uh, Leon Redbone. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm here playing some songs for New Orleans. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm thinking if I'm older and I'm healthy and I want to go out and do concerts, I, I, I don't want, you know, I'm thinking that that's probably the safest way to go, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not required anybody to be vaccinated to come see Pimple Toddler oh, or go God. to the beach thing and all oh, that. Good. Yeah, I, I love that this company is still making our, our employees, the, like, promotions people. I went out to Hooters. And the promo guys are wearing masks, and they're like, hey, what's the problem, what's the problem? "I'm like, what?" And they're like, "What's the problem, what's the problem? I'm like, "I don't know what you guys are saying." I'm like, "Are you? Do you have to wear these masks?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And I go, "This is so dumb. It doesn't even make any sense." How is yeah. Spike Spike supposed to announce you? I know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to play that bugle with a mask on. I couldn't understand a word Spencer was saying. No, me neither. And he's transitioning, right? By the way, it's hard to understand him even when he doesn't have a mask on. <laughs> hey, Mike. He looks like he was changing back from a werewolf to a human and got stuck. Like he'd been out all night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As soon as the Robbing moon chicken went away. Poops. Yeah. Spencer is stuck with a half moon. Uh, right. yeah. I, I just was like, okay, it's weird. Uh, speaking of weird voices and stuff, you know, Val Kilmer has throat cancer and that basically robbed his voice. He had to use one of those talk boxes where it was like, mur, mur, I'm Val Kilmer doing that. Yeah, well, listen to this. He worked with a software company to recreate his voice using archive recordings. Oh, and wow. it's pretty goddamn convincing. I'm this- Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen to this. This is actually Val Kilmer's new computer-generated voice. Take a listen. I was struck by throat cancer. After getting treated, my voice as I knew it was taken away from me. Oh, my God. Isn't that unbelievable? People around me struggle to understand me when I'm talking. But despite all that, I still feel I'm the exact same person. Still the same creative soul. The soul that dreams ideas and stories constantly. You get the point, but yeah. So that's oh, the that's the key. Yeah, I know. Has Dude. anybody watched that documentary yet? I'm no. afraid to. I've heard it's same. really. I've heard it's very very good. It's getting crazy reviews. Yeah. yeah. But I'm afraid it's just gonna be such a drag. Right. <laughs> like you. Like what did he do? Like why did yeah. he deserve? You know. What I mean? Yeah. He said he was such a great. So many great characters, such a good-looking kid, and then to think of this, and you're like, oh, and then he's not being a dick about it. He's and like, oh. uh, Apparently, he filmed everything, like, through his career, like, like a VHS camera. There's tons of, like, footage really? and stuff. Yeah, like, behind-the-scenes stuff of him that he just filmed on his own throughout the years. Look, it's Johnny Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the 19th and final season of Ellen will kick off on September 13th. According to a press release, the season will boast, quote, unparalleled celebrity interviews, musical performances, topical stories, extraordinary human interest guests, and sought-after viral sensations worldwide. She's too mean to go on the show. Uh, <laughs> Don't look in her eyes. <laughs> I'm dying to know. First of all, I'm dying for it to come out, but that uh, where is that Top Gun movie, and what is Val Kilmer doing that movie? Right. I don't That's know. That's what I want to know. I mean, I, I mean he look, die. But if they play him to where he's been in an accident or something, and that's how he's... That's fine, but who has to talk to him about that? Hey, Val, we have an idea for... I think they just got his permission to use his imagery in the movie somehow is like a flashback. No, but they own, they own that. Maybe, but maybe they did, but maybe they lost rights to it after a certain couple of years, no. you know, because I can't imagine he's going to be doing much hmm. speaking roles. But he, if he oh. plays, if, if it opens up where Maverick is going to visit him in the hospital, there's been a huge accident. Uh, Iceman's down, so we'll have Maverick back, you know? You oh, what can if they be use... my wingman anytime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what if they use this technology to give him the voice in the movie, and they were just waiting for this technology to come out, and now they're like, all right, Top Gun's coming out in a couple months. It's I'm sorry, out. Top what? Top what? Top, what did I say? C- gun? Top Gun. Yeah, I think you said Top. It's not like a word we call Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Slow down. I'm in behind her back. <laughs> Slow down. What if they just had the uh, the theme, the danger zone? Bum, 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 and it keeps going, and then they drop out the drums, they drop out the guitar, they drop, and it's just Val Kilmer going. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> I'm Joe Walsh. I'll fuck with that. So Val Kilmer, he was in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie. Yeah. Did he Kevin's, talk? Well, no, he played Silent Bob, so he, oh, that's right. so he doesn't oh, talk man. in the movie. Oh, that's see, that's funny. If I yeah. Kevin Smith, hey Val, I got an idea for you. That's oh. pretty funny. Val Kilmer's best role by far is in MacGruber. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. By Although far. I did love Real Genius. Oh, that's yeah. also really yeah, good. He yeah, he was great in great. there. He was great in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but, but him and uh, oh MacGruber is fantastic. <laughs> oh, really better than better than Tombstone Spanish. It, he really is so good. I mean, he's great in Tombstone. He is great in Tombstone, but he doesn't cut off somebody's ponytail and then fake dance with it in his face. You know um, what I did? I loaded up my whole team into a van, and then I blew them up. <laughs> I did the exact same thing. Yeah, I didn't do it because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> so good. Uh, finally, in news, uh, Bill uh, McClintock, who we've uh, played on here before. He does all the great mashups and stuff. Yeah. He's back with another one, and I think this one works out really well. This is the vocals of Van Halen's Jump put together with Hank Williams, your cheating heart. And it turns out pretty well. Take a listen to this. Here we go. I get up <laughs> and nothing gets me down. I 
That's hilarious. That works out perfectly. How is this not going to be in your head all damn day? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's got to be so hard to find that combination to know what to try yeah. and then match it up like that. Yeah. I can just see David Lee Roth walking into his manager and goes, I got my new tour. It's right here. Mm-hmm. It's me singing over other people's music. Oh, that'd be great. David Lee mashup. Uh, I used to, I told you, I think I told you this before, I used to have an idea of Steven Tyler doing an album of n- maybe not just, not like standards, but songs you wouldn't expect him to be singing, but that had that bluesy kind of, like maybe uh, it's it's a wonderful world or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I just thought always one of those guys who can actually sing would be good at doing one of those things. I think yeah, I know that. That, uh, Rod Stewart does a lot of like standards. Well, he, he, does, he does the standards. Hey, by the way, I, yeah. I, I, um, I was listening to uh, Little Stevens Underground Garage yesterday. Uh-huh. There, I, like, if you ever thought. I've heard all the music there is out there. Listen to that channel for five minutes. You've never heard any of those bands or any of those things. But they played uh, a Yardbirds song. Uh-huh. Now, I know the Yardbirds had um, Eric Clapton in it. They had the best guitarist of all time. I did not know. I did know that, but I forgot. They had Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page, yep. and Jeff Beck. Yes. <laughs> so then they play a song, and I forgot the name of it, but they play a song, and like, this is the Yardbirds, whatever, and they play it, and I'm like, this is Rod Stewart singing. Like, I mean, you know Rod Stewart's unmistakable voice. Sure. So I go into my Wikipedia, and I start looking up, and Rod Stewart has never sang in the Yardbirds. But it said Yardbirds, said the name of the song, blah, blah, blah. Well, then it turned out that but, when uh, – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, Jeff Back played with Rod Stewart for a long time. Right. And they, Rod they, Stewart was also in the Faces and the Small Faces and all that stuff. There was another well. band that they were in were Rod Stewart and Jeff Back that wasn't Faces – and they had recorded this song. I uh, wonder if those guys just played the wrong version of the song. Could be, yeah. Yeah. yeah I was like, this is Rod Stewart for sure. Because when Zeppelin came out, uh, they called him the New Yardbirds for a little while. Yeah, they the, called him the Yardbirds featuring Jimmy Page. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and uh, boy, what a, what, a, uh, what a group of talented musicians playing. Oh, together. yeah. And think about that. Who's, <laughs> well, I'm going to play, I'm going to join this band. Who was their other guitarist? Eric Clapton, mm-hmm. Jimmy Page. Jeff back. Like, well, uh, okay. Good luck. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. And I listened to it for an hour, and I didn't know any of They played one Ramon song, and all the other songs were new to me. I didn't know, like, I didn't know any of the artists, didn't know any of the song, didn't know, and I loved it all. I just don't know. There's, like, a whole world of, like, if I listen to hip-hop, I know hip-hop. If I listen to rock, I know rock. I listen to... Uh, you know, love songs. I know love songs. Then I listened to this stuff, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> this is what we're going to play in our new band. I'm totally oh, yeah, down. Get on right, it. Garage right. rock. Get on it. This, uh, um, Chubby Mike and the Super Wizard. That's the name of our band. <laughs> <laughs> Might just be two of us. It's yeah. also going to be the name of your date when you guys go to Barry Manilow. <laughs> That's right. Are you in for Barry Manilow? I'm absolutely in. Anybody else? Or just us? I think I'm in, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, I yeah. think. No? You don't want? Okay. You're I mean, right. I think you haven't booked yet, so. You're just oh, trying to impose on one. I You're wanna... trying to pose on our date now. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have to. Do you, can you sing three Barry Manilow songs right now? Just like cl- clips of them. <clears throat> you have right now. That's what I said. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, and now. No, no, no. no. Don't, what? What's he doing on his computer? I'm not doing anything. Yeah, he's googling. I'm it. not. No, I, you're out of Barry Manilow. Yeah, you're out of Barry Manilow. I don't know. Shut like... your laptop. All right. Shut your laptop. <clears throat> Look at me. Okay. Go. I'm Barry Manilow, and I sing love songs. Hey, don't, you nope. can't exasperate. Okay. Okay. Excuse me, can I show you this? Joe, hmm. sing a Barry Manilow song. I write the songs that, that make the whole world sing. 
I write the songs of love. Special thing. No, you're just cheating. What? No. You're plagiarizing. I was I was <laughs> singing right. the bird. Okay, sit, go ahead, sing another one. Okay. I write the no, songs. No, no, another one. Another one. <laughs> I sing no. the songs. No. That... Nope. Uh, complete. Did it. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Name two of the characters in the Copacabana song. Okay, two of the characters in the Copacabana. You have Peaches Mahalahan mm -hmm. and Tangerine Gentry. Yep, you're out. Okay. His name was Rico. Rico. He, he wore was a, a diamond. diamond. He was he escorted was to his chair. He, he saw Lola sitting there. there. And, yeah, he he came over. Well, <laughs> I, I remember the story. I started, oh. I, started, I started in the middle. I did. Slow it down. <laughs> Slow it down, everybody. All right, Spanish last chance. Okay. Last chance. All right. To sing a Spanish. Uh, oh, oh, you want to sing another song, another Barry Mandel song? Okay, how about this? Can I get a hint? You know I can't blank without blank. I can't live without you. Incorrect. Can't love without no. you. No, you can't go can't to Barry Manilow. Go to Barry. To a man alone. No, you're not gonna be there. Ha! The worst part of this is I'm going to have to hear this all day now that yeah. he's going to go and I'm not. Bandy Manilow. You're oh, not on. Go. Oh, Mandy, will you kiss when you stop me from shaking? Oh, you know what? But then I sent you away, oh, Spanish. You've been banned from the Barry concert. Fine, whatever. Put you know some what? goddamn sleeves on you, moron. You're a trash face and nobody likes you. Get the hell out of here, oh, Spanish. Man, we were really <laughs> pretty good. It just flows. I'll be pleased wow. that out so easy. Yeah. This is not going like I thought it would. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed. I'm That's sorry. fine. Whatever. When he gets lost at the Barry Marriott, yeah, you have well, to find him. him. You know? We're going to be holding hands. Good luck. Right. No. Good luck babysitting this guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to clip Joe to my belt loop. Yeah. 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 We're going to walk like we're in prison. Yeah. No. no problem. Yeah. When Joe's been drinking since 9 a.m. Yeah. It's 7 o'clock at night. You'll find him in a bathroom with no pants on. Listen to me. I'm wearing a purple paisley jacket. Oh. Without a doubt. All right. Over, uh, you know, wearing a purple no shirt with glitter on your chest. Oh, well. <laughs> and we're going to go, and people are going to take pictures of us, and for years they're going to talk about the best gay couple they ever met. Michael, I'm going to pick a scarf, and I'm going to oh. wear a scarf to that. I'm gonna Around wear your neck? Like, yeah, like, yeah. like Fred from Scooby-Doo? I think so. Oh, man. I, I, I know I'm uninvited to the Barry Manilow show. Well, you're banned. You're completely banned. Not, you were never invited. <laughs> but we should go, all of us, take a day to go to that store in Ebor and get nice, fancy clothes from that place. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Uh, yeah. That's approved. Yeah. I'd be down with that. That's yeah, you your dandy shoes. Yeah. yeah I'm down. <laughs> Are you coming to Vegas? Yeah. I don't know. You kiss uh, me and stop me. Oh, Gio. Gio says that. Nobody uh, that I've talked to is interested in going to Barry Manilow besides Joe. And me. <laughs> I would if I was not I going to. to see the Bronx, I would go see Barry Manilow. And you would be allowed. Yeah. You would be. It would <laughs> Thank be you. He knows. He knows songs. Yeah. Carmen doesn't want to go. No. No. Jai Bolo, wouldn't it be great if Chad pulls me aside and goes, hey, oh. man, I'm a huge Manilow fan. Yeah. We're like, yeah, we know, Chad. I want to go. Is there any way I can go and then sleep over? <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of Jeff Beck and Rod Stewart, this is one of the best. And you know it from Casino. Whenever they pull a guy back into the back room and smash yep. his hand with a hammer, yeah. I ain't superstitious. This is Rod Stewart at his best. Superstitious. 
Scorsese loves that music. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Dominic Ferriello is going to join us. If you want to talk to him, if you got a legal question, get on the phone lines now, 727-579-1025 or 800. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 